Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is the Lois J. Wetzel Show, and I'm your host and executive producer, Lois Wetzel, coming to you live this morning from 9 a.m. Houston, Texas, Central Time. I want to remind you to register for Blog Talk Radio. It's free, and if you do that, you can rate my show, mark it as a favorite, and let people know that you were here and listening to my show. You can get reminders of upcoming shows. It's all free. My call-in number is 347-945-5309. You can call using the telephone or Skype. You can listen on your phone or your computer. If you're calling in and you want to ask a question, just hit the number 1 and I'll know that you would like to ask a question. I also want to remind you that I offer a free email newsletter about metaphysics spirituality, the coming changes, all the kinds of things we talk about here on this show. I've been sending this newsletter out for about 12 years, and to sign up for that, you would go to my website, hotpinklotus.com. I do not share email addresses with anyone because your privacy is important. So today... We're going to be talking, Becky and I, about um, Lee Carroll, who channels Cryon of Magnetic Service, and she's invited him to Atlanta this weekend, and he is the world's most famous channel. Good morning, Becky. Good morning, Lois. How are you? I'm good. I told you that I had several sort of synchronistic things to happen that coincided with my decision that this is what we're going to talk about today. And the first thing was that I, um, in watching the Egyptians on, uh, you know, during those 18 days that they were protesting, I kept mm-hmm. thinking, how in the world are they handling food and waste? There were thousands and thousands and thousands of people and no porta potties <laughs> And the first time they had Mardi Gras in Galveston, they, the same thing happened. 250,000 people on my street and no porta potties, and I know what the result of that was. So I was wondering what the Egyptians were doing about that. Yeah, in my yard. And I was wondering what they were doing for food. And I thought, gosh, I wish there was some way we could support them. So yesterday on Facebook, somebody posted that someone from Egypt had purchased pizza for the Wisconsin protesters and had it delivered. That's awesome. Is that unbelievable or what? Mm. (laughs) Talk about solidarity. Global solidarity. Yeah. And why would an Egyptian do that? Because they just went through protesting with no food. Yeah. And I'm sure people were, you know, rotating. Some people were going home. Other people were coming in. That must be how mm-hmm. they handled it. But it could not have been easy. Mm. So I just, I don't know why that thrilled me to the core of my being. But I thought that was so exciting 
that, you know, somebody in Egypt called a pizza parlor and I had some pizza delivered to the <laughs> protesters in Wisconsin. And I went, yes, we're all that one. Is, yeah, we really are. And we the understand. Planet. Yeah. 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 And we're holding hands and we're helping each other out. So then yesterday I went to the to the post office and picked up my uh, most recent Sedona journal, which I occasionally write for, but... Um, you know, channeling uh, Archangel Gabriel with the pen name Lotus Fire, but I don't do that every month. And um, Lee Carroll does, though. And he channels Crayon of Magnetic Service. And if nobody, if people aren't aware of how this man came to be the world's probably most famous, definitely most accurate, as far as I can tell, um, channel, uh, this is how it happened. He was an audio engineer who had a girl friend named Jan Tober, who was involved in metaphysics and spirituality, and you correct me if you hear me say something wrong, but this is okay. what I've read. Her, and together, uh, he would just kind of go with her, because that was his girlfriend, and he'd set up the sound for these things that she was doing. One time she gifted him with a reading, which he didn't really want, because he thought it was all hocus-pocus silliness, but he liked the girl. Okay, So he gets a reading, and and He's bored and he wants to get out of there fast. And he saved the recording. Um, and the guy said something about there's a being who wants to come through you and speak. And he thought the guy said Krylon, like the spray paint. Yes, yes, that's and, true. And he just he just kind of goes, uh, what a load of malarkey, or something like that. You know, it's like total disbelief. A couple of years later, Jan once again gifts him with a reading for his birthday. And he goes in begrudgingly. He doesn't want to be there. The reader is another male who says, you don't want to be here, do you? And he goes, I sure don't. And he says, okay, I only have one thing to tell you. And he said, yeah, what's that? And he goes, there's a being that wants to come through you and speak, and his name is Cryon. And he goes, that's it. That's the reading. And Lee Lee Carroll's just tickled pink because he doesn't want to be there. Okay, so he takes the tape from that reading, and he lives. And Jan goes, is that it? And he goes, yeah. He he had a one really important thing to tell me, and he told me, and that's he said I could go. And he starts thinking. It hits him at some point a few days later. Now, where have I heard that name before? And he goes back and digs through some old stuff and finds the reading from the other guy. And once again, these two people who never heard of each other have told him that there is a being named Cryon who wants to come through him and speak. So he decides one day he's going to do that alone in private and see what happens. And I believe he recorded it. And when he was done, he listened to it and thought it was pretty interesting stuff. So then he started, and this was over 20 years ago, and just about everything Cryon has said has come true within a year or two. Now Mm -hmm. it's coming through a lot faster. So when I got um, when I got the Sedona Journal yesterday and I started reading what Lee had channeled back in November, it comes out you know in March. This is the March March issue. He's talking about um, the Middle East. He's talking about the whole world. He starts with Abraham, father of the Jews, and the Muslims and the Arabs and all that, and then he talks about Muhammad coming along to start Islam and bringing trying to. Uh, unite all those children of the same progenitor who was Abraham. They all they all come from Abraham. 
and including Christianity, comes from that same lineage because Jesus was part of that as well. And then he starts talking about, this is November, mind you, he starts talking about a hidden shift toward tolerance in the Middle East. And then those, the protests, what happened in February? January, February? I, yes, right before I left, like late January. Yes. Okay. Okay. So here's what he says, a hidden shift in November. He says a hidden shift toward tolerance in the Middle East. On this planet today, many who are born in Israel are taught from birth how to dislike and distrust all those around them. At this time in history on earth, those around them from birth are taught how to hate the Jews. They are carefully taught against all odds. They are proud of this separation because it is the lineage of their ancestors, and this is at stake if they want to follow historic protocol. The title of the article, by the way, is The End of History as a New Age Begins. Huh. So they want to stay separate. Yet I want to tell you that what's changing, oh, it's really changing, is it's changing in the places you don't expect. And the children are wake. It's changing in Jerusalem. It's changing, changing in Iran. And the children are waking up and saying, tell me again why I should hate them. They did mm-hmm. what? When? That wasn't them. It was their ancestors. The mm-hmm. ones here now are current and did not participate in history. Tell me again because I don't feel it. The parents are shaking their heads and saying, do as we say, for tradition and history tells us that they are our enemies and always will be. And the children are saying, no, I'm not going to do this, and neither are those around me. This is slowly making a difference on this planet, and it is not being recorded. For your worldwide media has no idea what to do with this new energy. It doesn't even seem to be news to them. They are steeped in the old human nature where things that separate are news and things that unify are not. Yet it is one of the greatest energies this planet is seeing today, and I'm here to tell you it's real and it's happening under the hood, you might say. Oh, there are other things I'd like to report to you, too. And he's talking about next Europe's violent history and how 50 years ago um, a group of radical revolutionary thinkers said, what happens, what are we going to do after World War II to stop this from happening again? And everybody around them was saying, well, you know, it's always going to happen. That's human nature. And they said, let's change it. Let's take down all the borders so that there are no border guards when you go from country to country. And if we have all the same uh, currency and our economies are joined, then we can't fight each other anymore. That was 50 years ago, and it's finally happened. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And then he's talking about new energy in South America, how that's going to all blend and be one, just Mm -hmm. like the United States always has been. We don't have border crossings between Oklahoma and Texas. That's Mm -hmm. just laughable to us, and it was to our grandparents. Then he talks about a united African continent in 70 years. There's going to be a male leader who's the philosopher, and there's a woman at his side who's really the, the one who's got the power and running things. And then he talks about the divisiveness of religions. And here's the thing that brought it all together for me and and felt like real synchronicity is toward the end, he talks about the first worldwide tool of unification, the Internet. And I'm going to read that out loud for you. Huh, yep. Now I give you something that few think about. What do you think the Internet is all about historically? Citizens of all the countries of Earth can talk to one another without electronic borders. The young people of those nations can all see each other, talk to each other, express opinions, no matter what the country does to suppress it. They're doing it anyway. 
They're putting together a network of consciousness and oneness, a multicultural consciousness. It's part of the new energy, and it's here to stay. The young people know it and are leading the way. I gave you a prophecy more than 10 years ago. I told you there would come a day when everyone could talk to everyone, and therefore there could be no conspiracy. Mm. For conspiracy depends upon separation and secrecy, something hiding in the dark that only a few know about. Have you seen what is happening in the news lately? Could it be that there is a new paradigm happening that seems to go against history? So, and then I thought about, yeah, pizza delivery (laughs) because of the Internet. And that whole uprising in the Middle East started because of Facebook and Twitter and WikiLeaks. Mm -hmm. WikiLeaks kind of tipped the balance, and that was about conspiracy. So, that's why I think it's so exciting that um, Lee is coming to, and I've heard him speak in person twice over the past few years, but that he's coming to Atlanta and that you're hosting him. And what an honor that is for you to, I mean, you actually get to have dinner with him. Yay. <laughs> I think that is so cool. Yeah. he's He's been one of my personal heroes for years. And was very instrumental. The parables of Cryon really woke me up um, the, to the, just the possibility that there could be something else. I was very, I was raised very Methodist, which um, there, there's a lot of tolerance and allowing in the Methodist Church as far as um, practice and that. But I didn't believe in reincarnation. Um, it just, you know, it wasn't in the Bible. So there were a lot of things that. Um, Lee and Cryon just kind of opened me up to, and I would go through the, well, what if? And is it possible? Is it probable? And through the years, I've just come to so love the energy of Cryon, and I see Lee whenever I can and volunteered to host him, and I was lucky enough to host him in um, Columbus, Ohio. And then when I moved, they found me again. So I'm very blessed and honored to be able to um, bring him here for everyone and let them experience what I just love. It's just a passion of mine. It's the, um, you know, spreading the word that we are one and supporting Lee. And, yeah, I'm really blessed. I could just ramble for hours, but he's well, an amazing we, man with an amazing message. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and what Cryon first did when he first, or she actually is a female energy, um, first came was balance the magnetic grid of the earth and this went on for what about seven years yeah and it's i mean it still goes through tweaks because it's human consciousness that requires the adjustments mm-hmm. you know as human consciousness changes so the grids need to change mm-hmm. and and so um you know while cryon's work is pretty much complete it It isn't. There's still tweaks and things that, that go on. And actually, that might be a good question for me to ask Lee. Um, because in the beginning, there was a lot to do. As we And then as we change, so go the grids to hold our consciousness and to hold Gaia, you know, in, in total support. So, um, yeah, it's fascinating. It just fascinates mm-hmm. me. Well, I at one time had, a, for about eight years, had a metaphysical gift shop and bookstore, and I sold a lot of books, and Lee Carroll's books were among those. And one of my uh, clients slash students, friends, read one of the books and just got, was caught, she just caught on fire. Mm-hmm. And she said, you've got to read this. And so I picked one of them up and 
opened it up to start reading it, and the moment I opened and began reading the first paragraph where they were saying something along the lines of, when you read this book, we come into the room. And mm-hmm. I started hearing this high-pitched kind of multitonal sound, like singing almost. Hmm. And I could hear it immediately when I read that first sentence, and I thought, my gosh, does that mean they're in the room with me? Because I was way into metaphysics by then. Mm-hmm. Um, I read that. I'd been doing it for many, many years. But, I mean, consciously walking my spiritual path, that's what I mean. Yeah. But that sound started, and it has never stopped. It has changed. I mean, mm-hmm. I can hear energy now, and it changes and modulates depending on what's going on around me. But it started in that moment that I read the first sentence of the first book. Wow. That's uh-huh. impressive. Uh-huh. There's one of his books that I revisit every single year, and it's usually around Christmas. There's something around the holidays where I revisit certain movies. I, you know, I'm in reflection and all of that. But his book, The Journey Home, is a really nice reminder for me, and um, I love to hear him read it. So sometimes I listen to audio, and sometimes I pick up the book. But it just reminds us that we always have what we need in the moment. We don't have to take, you know, more with us. We don't have to pack big backpacks that we are God also, and we can create what we need in any given moment. And I've seen that happen over and over in my life and in other people's lives. And it's just when you really start to embrace that idea, um, life becomes very fun and magical. Mm-hmm. But that's a, that's a book that I would recommend to anyone it's about Michael Thomas of Pure Intent and his journey home mm-hmm. and how he's supported and walks with mighty companions and is guided. And at every turn, at every step, you know, when fear shows up, he has exactly what he needs to move through that moment. It's beautiful, beautifully written. And actually, Lee said the inspiration for that book came after a trip to Delphi, which is in northern Georgia. Um, Within about two minutes, you can drive through North Carolina, Tennessee, and Georgia. It's up in that little corner in the the Smokies. Mm -hmm. And um, it's actually a metaphysical university that has amazing energy. It was established, I believe, in the early 70s and has really remained true and pure in its intent to bring forth new healing modalities and energy work and nurtures people. And you can actually get a doctorate in metaphysics at the university. They're an accredited college. And the name of it is? Delphi, D-E-L-P-H-I, Delphi University. It would be really easy to find on a search. And the energy up there is beautiful. And um, you can even rent like a cabin. Um, They have cabins and things um, that you can rent and hold your own retreats up there. Um, depends wow. on their class schedules and stuff. Yes, it's an amazing, powerfully energetic place to be. Mm-hmm. So, so good, good juju up there. Mm-hmm. That's so yeah, he's, that came to book. him after a visit there. Yes. Wow. So that brings to mind for me that it's really important to visit sacred sites. A lot of people say, mm-hmm. "Oh, just get out of nature," and that's wonderful too. Sure. But it's also very, very important to visit sacred sites because they are on energetic ley line crossings mm-hmm. that 
do things to your energy. I mean, you can actually have tools for measuring that kind of thing now. Yeah, and what I, yes, absolutely. I believe one of your prior guests was talking about measuring the biomagnetics or bioenergy fields of things. Mm -hmm. But it's become, yeah, it's become very clear to me after visiting some of these places that for me personally, it pulls the masculine and feminine into balance. It pulls your magnetics into um, a harmonic that um, it just resets your energy. So, yes, I take hikes out in nature. I have this wonderful rock in my backyard that um, on a real sunny day, even if it's cool out, I, it just it's granite. I like to think it's part of Stone Mountain. And um, I lay on it and meditate and just kind of hang out on it. I know that sounds really crazy. And it, no, does, it does help to, to revitalize and reset energy. But when I visit, um, for example, Stewart Mineral Springs, I believe you've been there as well, in Mount Shasta, it's like my whole body sings. It's just pulled into this vibrational harmony, and I know that I'm all right. I know that I'm okay. I feel balanced. I feel like I can conquer the, the world. There are no problems while I'm visiting there. There just aren't any. Mm-hmm. And um, and I've I've had that experience at several sacred sites that I visited um, through the years. So I would highly recommend. And um, Delphi University has that very pure, undisturbed. Um, they've worked with the environment, their buildings, their environment. Everything about that place is just energetically pure. It's amazing. It just makes you feel like you could sing. Well, and you do, but <laughs> it doesn't always sound like the angels, I guess, when I sing. So um, beautiful energy, beautiful place. And, um, yes, I highly recommend visiting any sacred site. And that's, um, you're right, that's right. Where the ley lines come together, there's that balance mm-hmm. that um, really works on your own magnetics. So if there's anybody who's listening who wants to come here, Lee, in Atlanta this weekend, how would they go about signing up for that, or where is it happening? Can you it is happening at Clayton State University on the main campus. It's about 10 miles south of the airport, real easy access. And they can call me, um, 614-499-4073, or send me an email, cryonatlanta at cryon.com. I'm really not that hard to find. Um, They would need to call. At this point, we're taking cash at the door. It's $95, and Lee starts speaking at 1.30, and he'll probably go till 7.30-ish. It's supposed to end at 7, but I know from experience that Cryon gets, he takes his time, so it can easily run over. So my job, part of my job is keeping him Pretty much on track, but they always say to get a flexible babysitter. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. He frequently runs over. He frequently Which, runs over, although not, mm-hmm. you know, not hours and hours. There's breaks throughout, no meal break, but he takes a break about every hour and 15 minutes to an hour and a half. He mm-hmm. signs books and chats with you, and it's very personal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really close, intimate experience with Lee and Cryon. It's an, it's amazing. It's just an amazing day. I'm it so is. looking forward to it. Yeah, and the the interesting thing about it is he's pretty much um avoided making a 
a circus out of it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It does not yeah. go for the huge crowds all the time. Mm-hmm. Once in a while, they'll have a gigantic crowd because if he's like speaking in Russia and they've been wanting to hear him for ten years, then he allows it to become a large crowd. But he he will frequently speak in front of crowds of fifty people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um... He does have the large seminars, but then he has, um, like, Peggy Phoenix Dubrow, who does the EMF balancing technique, and um, Robert Coxon, a musician, will play. Dr. Todd Okevitis um, is doing some amazing work with cancer and um, can- um, AIDS, AIDS research. I'm sorry, I think I misspoke, but he works with biology at a cellular level. So that if you have a healthy cell, how do you get that one to replicate rather than the diseased cells in your body? So, um, yes, when he speaks with in those venues, there's easily a thousand people in attendance. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Russia, the last time I spoke with him, he had returned from um, Russia and the I want um, the Eastern Bloc countries. I forget which one, whether it was Latvia or something over there, but he said he actually had to hire bodyguards because the people were so excited to see him. They didn't mean him any harm, but it was very difficult for him to move around and feel safe. He wasn't sure what was going on. So um, he did that for his own safety and some of the people he was with, um, and yet still tried to make himself as available as possible. But they were so excited that he was there that they got a little exuberant, and it kind yeah. of, um, yeah, he needed to back it down a little bit. So Yeah, and they may not have as much experience with having rock stars show up in their country. Right, <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just amazing to me. You know, he's been doing this for, um, you know, 22 years. There's, um, like, he has over 200 individual cryon books in 24 languages. And, um, yeah, it's it's just amazing. He speaks at um, the United Nations. He's channeled at the United Nations, the Society for Enlightenment and Transformation on both continents. And um, his message is very simple. It's just about human empowerment and unity for humanity and he loves the science. He loves when science validates what Cryon has to say. And his presentations, like, you know, he's right in his article, I believe, and that the media really doesn't know what to do with the new energy and how to report on it or what's really going on. And so when he can show what science is also finding in the background with DNA and the quantumness of the human being, um, it really is exciting to me that, Scientists are really seeing the stuff that he's been talking about for years. So yeah, very, very cool. Spirituality are definitely merging now. Finally. We've known yeah. it for a long time, but mm-hmm. it's finally, you know, starting to creep into more mainstream publications, as it should. Right. right. It is news. It is, and it's like they hear they there's all this unity coming into play all over the planet and the media's not reporting it because they don't even know how to see it. They're not right. accustomed to that. They're accustomed to seeing the old energy, the historic energy of separation. I want to read the last section of this article because I think it's really cool. Great. Compassion and unity are the new energy. 
The energy of 2012 has been with you for 16 years as I sit here, and it will be with you 20 more as computed by the Mayan calendar. That is how the alignment works, as it literally moves through the equator of the center of the galaxy. As the precession of the equinoxes, or the wobble of the Earth, takes its effect and you move into the middle of the alignment, there is a 36-year window of experience not a crosshair on some winter solstice date. You are living within this energy, and you have been for some years, New Ager. Now, let's speak only to those in this room, not the listener and not the reader. I want to talk to the room. I want to talk to those who sit in this energy. I want you to go away differently than you came in today. I want you to go away with an activation of that which is angelic and that which is creator energy inside. It is going to give you wisdom. Not all of you here believe as the channeler does, and it doesn't matter. So here's your test, your instructions for the day. Can you look at those here as family, even if you don't agree with them? Can you love them? You have a choice to leave this place and say, well, I'm not going to go to a meeting like that again. They're crazy. Or you can say, I'm not going to a meeting like that again because I don't necessarily agree with them, but I love them and they're welcome in my house any time. And if they want to come to dinner with me, it's okay. And I can joke with them and be with them and shake their hands. I might even marry one of them because I recognize that there is one God and one Creator and we have, and we all have it inside of us. I don't agree, but I can unify myself. So you get to an understanding that your ideas and differences don't separate you anymore. Human beings can exist together just like the countries that exist next to each other without borders. Their cultures are still unique, and they still have their own countries, but now they're together in a larger plan, one in which they are never going to war with each other again. They can't. Their existence is tied to each other. Unification does that. Solomon knew it, and the secret is compassion. Dear ones, leave this place compassionate for one another. When you get home, turn on your television and see people you don't agree with because they're politically out of step with you. Can you love them? Can you see the creator inside anyway? Can you see them playing out a game of how things will settle in this country so that you're forced to work together in unity? Did any of you see that? Forced to work together, forced to compromise, forced to unify and not separate. When you see it in politics, you'll know it's real. That's what we're telling you. Look for it. The old energy leaves slowly, but there will come a day when it is gone. This could take a generation. Some of you say, I won't be here then. I tell you, oh, yes, you will, because you're not going to miss the finale. Neither the energy of home nor any angelic energy will be able to hold you back. You will come back, and there will be a turnaround time faster than anything in your spiritual history, because history doesn't matter not even spiritual history. You're going to arrive and leave quickly. You have always come back to earth, old soul. That's why we love you the way we do. I want to wash your feet now for what you're doing with the planet, old soul. Take the opportunity to love someone, to see them quantumly, to see them as many and not one. Look at all humans in light of their lineage on the planet. See them as important, like you. Unify with them. You see, there is a shift happening on this planet, and you represent it. When I say the words, and so it is, hold the energy. Leave at your own pace. Stay seated, if you wish, for a little while, then leave in quietness. Let this place remain a sanctuary until you return again. So there's no applause. There's no noise. Only unity. Only a love for one another. Only quantum thinking about what is before this planet, if you wish it, dear ones. Do you feel different about the puzzles before you now? I hope you do. They are solvable, every single one. And so it is. 
Isn't that some amazing stuff? The new energy is compassion and unity. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's about time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've been waiting for this for eons. <laughs> We're finally waking up. Many thousands of years. Yeah. Humanity is going through a compression, which is going to leave us completely totally different. We're going to be a new race of beings. And mm-hmm. compassion and unity are the keys to that. Which, you know, if you think about it, the guy, whoever that was in Egypt sending pizza to the Wisconsin protesters, that was compassion and unity. Mm-hmm. Which pulls it all together for me. Absolutely incredible, and we're we're watching it going on all over the place. You know, mm-hmm. not only in the Middle East, we're watching it play out in the United States with the different um, uprisings in our state capitals and um, over workers' rights. And it's just going to lead to more things. It's like everyone's caught the fever, and they've figured out a way to do it, which is nonviolent. Although I wish Libya would follow suit. That's um well, that's yeah, the Libyans I feel for right now. I really do. They're um they've got yeah. that to deal with that's Yeah. They're very brave to stand yeah. up. I was actually um really heartened to hear that when there there were two pilots that ejected um rather than to fire on innocent people. Um, wow, Libyan pilots. Wow. Yeah, they were ordered to fire on this one city where all the, you know, the goings on were and they got up in the air and they they ejected. They let the planes crash. They would not fire yeah. on civilians. I had not and, heard that. That is Yeah. Yeah. Awesome I words. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Unity. And that's unity and compassion. Yeah, it's like yes, yeah. we're you know we're warriors and we're in the military, but these are unarmed civilians that are just speaking yeah. up. So they um, and you know I'm sure if they're caught that they'll be you know summarily executed. But hopefully the people are hiding them. I don't know what's happened oh, to yeah. them, but I was really happy to hear that. It's like yeah, yep. so um, yeah, they're defying their own boss. So mm-hmm. yes, we're all. Um, I think just by sending love and light and, you know, all the um, different adjustments going on in the earth, the earthquakes and the multitude of earthquakes and the heartache and all of that, it's all, it's all appropriate. And we've all chosen to be in the right place in the right time for all these shifts. So The planet's having shifts, too. It's, it's awakening yeah. just like humanity is. And yeah, that's it's, how it's evolving it. with us. That's right, because his consciousness responds to our consciousness. Mm-hmm. Which if people would get, they'd quit sending out those scary emails saying this horrible thing is going to happen, oh, the sky is falling, because the consciousness <laughs> of the earth responds to our consciousness. So, right. you know, if we and get into fear, bad things happen. Yeah. We have to visualize what we want and what we don't want. Right. I would like to say a prayer for the people of Libya the way that Tom T. Moore says it. He uh, awesome. also writes for Sedona Journal. I request, I know, I, it, yeah, I ask any and all beings to come to the aid and assistance of all the people of Libya in obtaining their freedom and their democracy, 
with a minimum of loss of life and property. May the outcome be better than anything I could have hoped for or expected. Thank you. Hmm. Yeah. So, well, is there anything else that you would like to say about Cryon or Lee? Let's tell people again how they can just show up at, what's the name of the school? It is Clayton State University main campus, the Mary S. Downs Continuing Education Building. And there's a link on Lee's website that has the information and also points to directions on my site. Mm-hmm. And that's and, um, Yeah, they just right? need to show up. There's still some room available, and um, we'll find chairs and um, make accommodations and just bring, just show up with cash. <laughs> okay, and the and, name of the uh, town where that university it, is? It's in Morrow, Georgia, M-O-R-R-O-W. Morrow, Georgia. Morrow, okay. Georgia. Clayton State University, about 10 miles south of the airport, right off of Interstate 75 South. All righty. All righty. Well, if they can't find it, then I don't know what to do. Yeah, well. Um, we've given all the directions that we can. Cryon.com yeah. is Lee's website. Yep, and just click on the Seminars button and scroll to you see Atlanta, except it should be close to the top by now. He's really good about keeping that current mm-hmm. and he said yeah he's in memphis saturday and atlanta on sunday very, very so cool. thank you for letting me speak about lee and cry on and there's um, one other thing i want to say before we just turn on the music for the rest of the hour and that is that becky mentioned earlier peggy dubrow who mm-hmm. cryon cryon had said at one point that someone was coming along with energy medicine um that he was connected with, that the electromagnetic grid had to do with. And that turned out to be Peggy Dubrow's uh, EMF balancing, electromagnetic field balancing. And she's Mm -hmm. taught it to a lot of people. And Becky, my co-host here, does that. She can do it at a distance or she can do it in person. And so to get in touch with Becky, you go to Mm masterinpractice.com. And you can schedule an appointment with her to experience EMF balancing. I think you might be the only person in Atlanta who does it. Is that correct? Well, there might be more. I just I'm not aware of any. Um, I'm listed on Peggy's site, which is how people find me. But I learned of her through Lee and Cryon, and wanted to experience that energy, and have just found it to be so wonderful. It's um, okay. it's um, an experience of your own electromagnetic field, and I facilitate the energy and the adjustments, and your body's wisdom directs it to where you need it. So okay. we work on clearing your electromagnetic fibers, and everything is clearing and balancing. We clear and we balance. We clear and we balance, and we work with the holographic human. We set templates that... Um, are in accordance with your own inner wisdom, and the resonance allows you to carry more light. So that's awesome. That's in a, in a nutshell. Okay, and you mentioned Peggy's website, and what is the name of that? Yes, it is emfbalancingtechnique.com, e- and it explains, yeah. yes, emfbalancingtechnique.com, and she has a really... She has a, an animation of your energy field. Everybody has their own. It's called the Universal Calibration Lattice. Mm-hmm. And she has a wonderful um, 
illustration of how it works and how we communicate with the universe and the earth and how you communicate your physical body and your energy body. And she has a description of the sessions and all that kind of stuff. So rather than rehash all of that, my site kind of points to hers and says, you know, she's got the most descriptive, you know, illustration of it at all. You know, so go there first and then call me if um, you're interested in the session or if you have any other questions. Okay, I must be spelling it wrong because I just went to emfbalancing.com and I'm not getting mm-hmm. it. You're not. Uh-uh. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Okay, let me go. emfbalancingtechnique.com. Oh, I technique. pulled it right I have up. Word technique out. See that? Yeah, cool. it's emfbalancingtechnique.com. And what's yeah, really up. cool is she has just come up with um, another system that she's teaching to kids. And it's awesome. a physical lattice that the kids can play in and they get an understanding. Um, she calls it um, personal energy management. It's what she's starting to teach people. So I need to dig into that a little bit more deeply because that really resonates with me, teaching people how to manage their energy so that they don't plug into drama they um, they can well, recognize. I need to get that. <laughs> yeah, I know me too, right? <laughs> oh, but it's called lattice logic. Lattice um, logic. Lattice logic. There's. I I just saw a link on her um, thing for kids. But um, when she was on the virtual light broadcast a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, I think it was last month, she was talking about. Um, she was showing where they do this illustration for kids. She had kindergartners go through the lattice, and they were talking about how they talk to their own energy field and how it sends them information, and that's their intuition, and using language that kids can understand, but they can physically go into this lattice to know how it works with them. It's very, very cool. Now, what was that that you said she was on? Oh, Virtual Light Broadcast. It's with lightworker.com. And she was on last month. She was one of the featured, um, Steve and Barbara Rother, they feature different healers and speakers and, you know, people who are doing all kinds, just like you do on Blog Talk Radio, only it's on YouTube, and it's Virtual Light Mm -hmm. Broadcast. They post it on YouTube. Okay. And so, so she was she was explaining in a segment there about how her new um, lattice logic and working with kids and such. Well, so if they see. go ahead, I was just going to say if you went to YouTube and looked up virtual light um, broadcast, you're going to find a lot of stuff from Steve Rother, or mm-hmm. you can go to lightworker.com and look in the archives. Okay. Let me tell and you, the first time I got EMF balancing was before I met you. It was someone who was here in Houston for a while. And the first time, uh, he did four sessions for me, and the first time he did it, I happened to open my eyes in the middle of the session, and I began seeing this net of yellow light, and it was like hmm. lattice work. Hmm. And now if I open my eyes and kind of stare off into space when it's daylight and there's light in the room. I can still see this yellow lattice. And I really believe that at that point, when I got EMF balancing, I was able to see the lattice. Wow, how very um, cool. 
Yeah, from then on I've been able to see something that looks like really very delicate, uh, almost like uh, crochet or mm. something. Yeah, I don't see it. I do experience the sound, though, like you were talking about frequencies. Mm-hmm. When yeah. I'm working on somebody, I hear frequency. And it seems to be very individual, like a thumbprint or a fingerprint, yeah. but um, it's different. Sometimes it's in both ears, sometimes it's in one ear, sometimes it harmonizes. Um, it, it's very interesting. I just notice it. I don't really have a frame of reference for all of that other than I know it's energy. I'm hearing, yeah. just just like you'd walk under electrical lines and or you're mm-hmm. by a transformer and you hear that hum. Exactly. It's yeah. that's the same type of thing. So I have a knowingness when I work with somebody um and I hear things, but I would love to see the lattice. It's just beautiful. The illustrations are just gorgeous. I'd love to see the illustrations and see how much they look like what I'm seeing. But you ah. know, I just want to that would be cool. So I just what I want to do is is be sure and say that I don't anymore. I no longer try to analyze things like mm-hmm. okay, your energy sounds different than their energy. Mm-hmm. And that energy is louder or softer or higher pitched or lower or more harmonious sounding. I don't do any of that. I just mm-hmm. notice it exactly like you said. And yeah. I think that's important for people to know. You don't have to know the logical why, what, when, where, how. That has, That's actually a completely different energy than the intuitive energy of just noticing. Sure. I I quite agree, and everyone's healing is individual. I don't know Uh what's best for that person, I you know. So all I do is facilitate it, and I just notice, like, oh, isn't that interesting? You know, I hear a really high pitched sound in my right ear and a really low pitched, you know, sound in my left ear, and then it could change. It may or may not change, but I don't have a frame of reference for that. And when I try to stick it into a 3D construct and use words to try to describe it, it seems like it just lessens, you know, I, can't, I can't do it. It just lessens, it's not as magnific- magnificent as what I'm hearing or experiencing. And I know that I'm just facilitating it. The person's wisdom is, you know, what directs it. And, um, you know, they've asked for a healing or they've asked for a session to experience or for whatever reason, this is their experience and I'm just noticing. So... Yeah, I'm just the observer. Uh huh. It's important to be in observer mode as much of the time as you mm-hmm. can, instead of the judger. Yeah. Oh yeah. Judgment, <laughs> judgment mode is not cool. But when you tell people get out of judgment, they don't know where to go. I know. <laughs> well, it is a really concept go. for most of us. Like we're so Compassion. used to that. Compassion. Yeah, and and I'll have to tell you. Yeah. And I'll have to tell you um, another time about my experiences with judgment during my last trip. Um, It was really interesting because I went to another country, another culture, and I'm bringing my own stuff to, you know, what they, you know, the shoulds. Why Uh aren't they doing this? They should be doing that or that should happen. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm bringing my own bias and my own judgment to these poor people, you know. They, yep. you know, it's anyway, congratulations it, for noticing it because well, most people I, don't. It became very clear, um, and then I had to laugh at myself. It's like, you know, who am I to think I know what's best for these people, you know, or you know, why am I judging them based on what happens in America? It's silly. 
very silly. So anyway, that's that's another story for another day. Indeed. Indeed. So I'm gonna. I, I would like to talk to you sometime about your trip to Bolivia, which is what you were referencing, I believe. Yes, phenomenal. Yeah, but you don't. You want more than ten minutes for that, and that's all we've got left. So I think what we're going to do is uh, just play music because I feel like we're complete with the conversation mm-hmm. about Brian. Feels so, like it. Yeah. Thank you for coming on at short notice today and talking to me about this. Oh, my pleasure. I'll talk about Lee and Cryon any day. I love them. <laughs> I love them, too. I love them, and I love their message, and I love their energy. Yeah. And and um, I'm very honored and blessed to um, be able to host them. And um, yay. Yay for you. <laughs> yay me. <laughs> what, a, what a life you get to live. I know. I'm really blessed. I have the best job in the whole world. I feel that way about mine, too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to play some music. Okay, blessings. Blessings to you. Mm. Mind you, I do past live readings from the occasion. 